0: hi everyone welcome back to another episode of holy trash podcast i'm ashley burgess i'm Troyelle, and i'm ashley rice and today the idea that we are throwing in the trash is that all fear is bad let's get it Though of like things always ending the way that they've always ended mm-hmm. like no matter what like even though there might be like differences in the situations but they're pretty much like similar and I always just feel like they'll always in the same way like there'll be a guy that I like get along with and like start to like get become interested in and then he'll be like, oh, I don't know, you know, like, mm. and I always feel like that will be my story always. Mm. And so even though the things that I've dreamed of, I'm always like, I don't know, I just feel like... It doesn't
1: matter because that's your story.
0: And it's like, yeah, just always afraid to try things or do things that are similar to old experiences. Because all I can see is it ending the same way. Which is why I've been so discouraged. Because there's times where I can, like, go for a long time with, like, being able to put, like, even, like, thinking about getting married, like, out of my mind. And, like, I'll be fine. And then it'll come back. and I don't know.
2: I know what you mean.
1: Mm. You do? I mean, when I was single,
2: like, I felt... I feel like I went through that same thing but I think it's because like that desire is there so it's not just gonna like go away completely Mm -hmm. like it's gonna kind of come back and like almost like a reminder like this is really something I want like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? mean, It doesn't mean you have to like stay in a place of like being depressed or anything but it's just like,
1: does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah almost like because you're so content in the other part of your life you know if you stayed in that place forever you would always want to just be in that place so it's like you're like the real you is fighting for yourself and saying hey remember this is something you want to remember and that's why it comes up randomly
0: and it's overwhelming maybe and so then like you just feel like I I just feel like I'm gonna be stuck in that, like <clears throat> wanting to get married but then not being able to because I'm just seeing the same mm-hmm. like outcome and everything that I going through.
1: Do you think that you are manifesting that in any way?
0: Like dr- Could it attracting be possible that to mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. But I'm like my personality, like who I am has changed so much and I feel way more aware and I don't feel like that I have low self-esteem, like I don't feel like fear or whatever, and so I'm just like I don't I I thought that I had become like this person that was like who knew who she was that then she would attract someone else, but then I've been thinking that too like have I really changed if I appear to be attracting this same kind of people towards mm-hmm. me because I'm like but I feel like I've changed right. Like I feel different Right But then Somehow I always attract People who are like looking Just for like emotional Stability or whatever and somebody else
2: Hmm Well there might be too because Aren't you like an empath and Like
0: mm-hmm. you
2: feel deeply for people So if somebody is like yeah. Confiding in you or Whatever talking to you you're not going to just shut them away.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like you might <clears throat> develop feelings for that person. That's, I mean, that's normal, but it's not always like, it's not always you though. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I
1: think, and I, I didn't get to finish the thought, so I don't know if this is true or not. But as you were talking, I was thinking about like, could the fear be perpetuating of
0: that into, I don't know how to explain Like, it. the fear of that, of this ending the same again, it makes it happen because I it was already Yeah. It.
2: Oh, because of it, if, like, you're focusing on it a you're lot. You're manifesting it. that's what become like, because you mm-hmm. are what you think, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're focusing on like a lot then that could possibly yeah what about because you're saying your biggest fear is things not things just turning out the same way they've always been what about in other areas of your life like like that in other me. areas other than like relationships
1: mhm
2: like that fear of or things just not working out like
0: finances or <laughs> Yeah. Career. I don't, n- n- with my finances, I never think that. I'm always like, even when I... Okay, remember when I told you, I think it was like last week, or on Monday, actually, and I said that my dad would always tell me, like, don't be spinning and grinning. Mm-hmm. And so... In my mind, whenever I would have to spend a lot of money, I would be like, I'm literally only getting what I need and this is how much it's costing me. And I always felt like it's fine because like God knows that I'm not like just overspending to overspend and he's going to make sure that I have enough what I need. Mm -hmm. And so always I would like spend, you know, money on something and then I would have more. And it Mm -hmm. was because I just always believed like he said that he would take care of it Like and so every time I always have money so I don't think about it like that with my finances like I don't think like I
1: see you just put out so much faith just now Mm -hmm. like you released so much faith and so much like I
0: felt it Mm -hmm. towards that and it's coming back to you So. like in a way of not feeling that about relationships
1: yeah I'm wondering if you can apply that same energy to that and see if it works (laughs) <laughs> it's an experiment with your heart. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> well, what you could do is, like, write affirmations that you repeat, like, every morning. Mm. And you could write specific ones for that, like...
1: Your relationship. Whatever
2: you see, like, like the core values of what you want in another person. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, shallow stuff. Like, they have to look like this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just what you want, like, in... A relationship like in a person like speak that out like every morning
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like with this what she just said to do you're gonna walk yourself out of some shit like very fast by just like uh, speaking that over yourself and like declaring those things like First intentional mm-hmm. I feel like it's like therapeutic almost and like I don't know I just see you like walking backwards out of a certain belief I felt like I saw inside of you though I felt like I really connected to you just now me yeah Yeah. because you were sharing your vulnerabilities and I felt like I saw the way you see you see Mm -hmm. because I feel like me and you are like opposites so we see from different perspectives and I was able to come around and see through your lens That's pretty dope. (laughs) Intimacy, into me, you see. Anyway. Um, That's how we're supposed to connect to people, you know? It's supposed to be that intense. And we're so, like, fickle now. We're just like, hi, how are you? How's your mom? (laughs) Because we don't want to be so vulnerable with people. (laughs) You're right. Which is probably wise. You don't want to be vulnerable with everybody, but... right. I mean the people that you have you call your friend you should be connecting with them like this on this level.
2: Cuz if you're not then what is your life even like <laughs> if you can never talk about like real stuff yeah. with people like
1: yeah. But even more than <laughs> talking about real stuff like talking about real <laughs> stuff and then seeing the other person's fear and seeing the other person's pain, you know, like feeling that with them. I think that's like probably empathy yeah. to the max, but <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? That's how you connect. You, you're you able to see them and, like, see where they're coming from and just, you know, I, I understand you. I see you. Like, that's such a beautiful thing. I love that. Let's talk about why um, I can't handle one-on-one conversation with people I don't know. That's, like, a psychological thing. I
0: feel Which just like. so crazy to me because I feel huh. like I've gotten better, like, because you're extroverted I just always assumed like oh it's so easy for her to like Mm -hmm. talk to anybody and everyone always I always thought that so I thought like I don't want to be called shy blah blah so I want to try to do that Mm. I can handle I can handle
1: a crowd of any size well depending on who's in the crowd, let's be honest. But <laughs> but Almost. what I mean is, like, I have no fear of, like, speaking to crowds or being around crowds or anything like that. Like, But when it comes to one-on-one, it is so awkward for me. I mean, unless I know you, you know? Hmm. It is so... I mean, I'd rather do anything else. What do so. you think...
2: Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know. <clears throat> I think maybe... When I ha- have a crowd of two or three, it's easier to hide behind mm-hmm. like the conversation, mm-hmm. but one-on-one you have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I was going to say it's safer for you mm-hmm. to be in a crowd mm-hmm. because you don't have to open up. You don't have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Or I can choose how vulnerable I'm willing to go.
2: Yeah.
1: You have control. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yeah, that's deep. Wow. But I don't want to be vulnerable with everybody. That's exhausting. Like, right? I mean, you shouldn't, shouldn't be. Like, is that fake of me? There's
0: mm-hmm. a certain level of vulnerability that you can have. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you don't have to go deep. That's my personality, everybody. though. I'm like, right away.
2: Yeah. I think the most important thing is just being authentic. Like, whatever that looks like it's for you. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Like, not being afraid to be who you are just because it's someone you don't know. Right. Like, you're still able to be yourself.
1: Yeah. I think I'm able... The questions that I do ask, and, you know, I am genuinely asking, and I am being my most authentic self, it's just I'm not going to ask certain questions. Yeah. Because... But I don't have control over who's asking me the questions, so I think that's a Mm -hmm. big. (sighs) interesting interesting that was fun mm. i love this
2: <laughs> i was gonna say what if we took that a little deeper like oh shit <laughs> 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 like do you feel like there was someone that in your past that you're you didn't feel like your emotions were safe with that person like you feel unsafe to share like Your emotions with people, or do you think it's just because they're strangers? Um, I mean, if not, it's okay. I'm just like
1: (laughs) I don't. I feel like there probably is, but I don't. I can't think of who it is. I can't put a name to the face. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't know until just now. Until you just said that. That's crazy though.
0: Interesting.
1: Who is it? No, I don't want to know, I'm scared. <laughs> Ask no, I don't universe. want to know. The universe.
0: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: ready. Who is it? My what if God. it's me? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it.
0: <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> I take off the mask. <laughs> it's my style. <stomach.
0: laughs> Like why would you do this trial?
1: because oh, Ew. <laughs> oh shit, And I would have gotten away with it
0: too. okay, anyway, um. I feel like maybe you had like a one on one experience with someone, and maybe they just like betrayed your trust,
1: yeah. I know this this is true I just don't know who it is
2: maybe it's just something
0: maybe it's a spirit to ponder so what do you think Ashley that your biggest fear is
2: so I thought about this one for a while and I feel like I came to the conclusion that my biggest fear is not reaching my full potential like in life
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I feel like my biggest like core value is like being authentic Mm -hmm. and so it's like so important for me to like reach this place of like what I see for my life and for myself because it's like that's how I feel like I would actually be true to myself and be authentic is to achieve those things that I see but I feel like I've always been Stuck kind of like in these cycles of like I'll start something And then I'll Like a project And I'll lose interest And then I'll It'll kind of die off And so like I've, I've like developed like this yeah. habit Like throughout my life Of like starting things But not finishing them And so I'm always afraid Like I'm gonna do that Like with everything mm. Like if I start a business Or Like even with this podcast Like stuff like that and am like am I really going to follow through with this? Mm -hmm. But I think I'm realizing that the things that never were followed through with, they just weren't meant to be. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And so I feel like the things that really matter to me, like I'm going to pursue that like no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so eventually like I will reach that place, whatever that is, you know.
0: And I also felt like maybe those things that you were doing were just helping guide you. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. even just like, oh, I'm stopping and starting this, but I'm starting this and I get another idea. So I jump to that and I get another idea. And so it's all connected to everything to get you where you need to be. So it wasn't in vain. It's not something to be...
2: Yeah, that's something I've thought of too, like... I know that everything I went through was for a reason like either way and it and I'm I'm realizing now more and more like how everything has had a part to play in the things that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it was all like for something. And now I have like everything that I need to do what I was created to do,
1: you know. Mhm. <clears throat> I <laughs> I'm trying to develop this word so I don't sound like a psychopath. Did you ever, like, resent being married? Or resent even, not that you regret or, like, anything about being a mother or anything like that, but just resent, like, how much it took from you, I guess, so to speak. Does that, like, make sense? Energy and time and...
2: I guess so, if I'm really honest. Like, there has been times, like, not like I've ever wanted to choose something different. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I would never, like, leave my husband for Obviously. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely, like, if I'm honest, like, just because I wasn't the same person I was when I got married. Mm-hmm. And there were, you know, I mean, i realized, like, we, I mean, we've definitely grown together. Yeah and I see, like, the beauty in that and and everything. So I try not to dwell on anything like that because I'm just trying
1: to, like... You're seeing where you are.
2: Yeah, because you could... There's two ways you can look at it. I mean, you can choose to look at it like, oh, this held me back, this... You know, I could have been doing this. I mean, yeah, definitely, especially with having a kid, it's like, damn, like, why didn't I do this stuff before I was married, before I had a kid? Like, I had Mm. all this time... And so there's been a lot of times where I look back and I'm, like, kind of have, like, this regret of just feeling like I wasted time before I was married. Mm-hmm. And so then now when I don't have the time because I have a kid and I'm, like, we have bills and it's way yeah. more stressful, it's, like, like yeah, I can look back and say, dang it, like, I messed up. Or I can choose to just take what I have right now and use yeah. that and work with that. Right. But Mm. I feel like, at the same time, I feel like if I never got married and if I never had a kid, because that is what honestly changed me. Like, after I had Jonah, I felt like all the things that were holding me back before I was married, like, I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of, like, cycles of depression. And, like, after I had Jonah, like, I got postpartum depression, like, super bad, And so, yeah, I just went through this time of like where I was forced to like face all the pain that because I had learned to manage it before Mm because I didn't have all the stress that I had, you know, being married and having a kid like it was manageable, but it came to a place where it was like, this is not manageable. Like I have to deal with this. And so it really made me like a better person for that. And it made me like I feel more free than I ever have. Before I was married, you know, in that place, I feel like it. that's, like, the thing that really pushed me to become who I am and really find my self-worth. Because I dealt with a lot of, like, self-hatred and just, like, going through these cycles of, like, feeling this way and then wondering, like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just, you know, get over this? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that helped me to break that cycle and
1: mm-hmm. to be stronger I guess I guess that's one thing depression is good for Causes you to face reality face those, those feelings I mean I feel like most of the time you can get away with it but sometimes there's those depressions that actually change you in a weird way <laughs> yeah. not saying that depression is like what everybody needs I'm just saying I guess if there's any good that can come from it, it's that. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. me trying to find the silver lining. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. Like, because I, I also had a similar. I mean, obviously not motherhood, but where I was really depressed, and that caused me to have to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. To look inward. Yeah, I think everybody mm-hmm. has to
2: get there in their own way.
1: Yeah. For me, it, that was that was it. it so. Mm-hmm. And postpartum is like, phew, like you're in there, yeah, <laughs> deep. <laughs> so I see that, I feel that. That's crazy. And here, and like the craziest thing about this whole thing is that you're going through that and you're climbing this huge uphill battle like in your universe that nobody else can really see. And people like to judge and assume what they think is going on with you. Mm-hmm. And then it creates Mm -hmm. all this, like, shit in a relationship that never needed to be there, you know? Isn't that the craziest thing? Like, I remember I was like, well, Ashley's doing her mother thing and, you know, being a wife. And there's just not much we have in common anymore because I'm single, wild, and free. (laughs) And so, yeah, and you don't reach out or you don't, you know what I mean? And you're over here, like, fighting this incredible battle. (laughs) Like,
2: that's amazing. Oh, yeah, I was going to say... Like, that also taught me to see people differently because, like, I used to look at people, like, when I was, like, super religious, I would, like, people who weren't in the same place that I was, like, they weren't going to church every Sunday and they weren't,
0: mm-hmm. maybe
2: they were living, you know, a girl was living with their boyfriend, they had a kid before they got married, and I would be like, oh, they're, they're not in God's will, like, there's no way they could be in God's will because they're not living their life, like, how God would want them to. Mm -hmm. But now, like, I just... I don't see it like that at all. Like, I just see, like, everybody is on their own journey. And we have no right to judge anyone's journey. At all. We have no idea what they're going through just Mm because of what we see on social media or we hear something from someone. It's like, who are you to judge that person? Like, you don't know Mm -hmm. their journey. At all. So, Mm -hmm. I've definitely... Like it's changed my whole perspective, like on everybody and everything. <laughs> like just being like, Okay, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna pretend like I have all the answers and I have the one and only truth and you know what I
1: mean? Like Yeah. And honestly, like you can learn from anything. Whether it's an inspiring thing or it's a warning thing, you can learn from anything.
0: Mm-hmm
1: people's journeys people's mess up you know what I mean like so we can't judge anything because it's all it's all still part of our process you know like Mm
2: -hmm. it's all making you into who you are yeah
0: I was going to say about like when we were talking about like depression like helped you Mm -hmm. like see something that's what for me started my whole like deconstruction phase Mm. was I was like depressed like I've never been before I was angry like I've never been before Mm. dude same and I was like what is going on and so then I started going to therapy but I didn't really bring up that whole side like the god side of it I did a little bit but not much and I was just like so angry that it caused me to like take a step back from God and be like first of all do I even believe in you Mm. and then like coming back to it all wow is when I had to like I had to start over I was like I can't know you in the way that I've known you or the way that everyone else has experienced you has become my experience of you and I need to tear everything away and start from the bottom (sighs) like if this is like a real relationship I have to know you from here to there because what other people know of you or experience of you is not my experience of you and I need to know you for you and not what other people say Wow. and so that's what it It was the thing that just like Depression, the anger That's what started everything Wow For me to be like Wait, like, what do I believe in?
1: Yeah I've never seen anger beautiful Until just now Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know That's a beautiful side of anger That it, you know what I mean? That it was able to birth such a Propose mm-hmm. you. Literally. To, if you can pay attention to it, you can't destruct things with it. You can't go around, you know, people outwardly express the anger and that's what gets mm-hmm. them in trouble. And it, But if you look into the anger and you see what it's there
0: for. Mm-hmm. Because my anger was like anger that I'd never felt before. Mm-hmm. And so that's what caused me to be like, what is this? And because I would already done therapy before, I just mm-hmm. thought like I need to go to therapy to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which going through art therapy, like, <coughs> mm-hmm. is one of the things that really pushed me along in my mm-hmm. deconstruction, and made me feel okay with not knowing where I stood with God. Like, even though mm-hmm. the person that was doing my therapy was Christian, right? But she never made it like, like you have to make it work. Like, yeah. it was just kind of yeah. And it was through art therapy and kind of like this letting go of and not knowing what I was going to choose in the end like that's where I found freedom from anxiety because my anxiety be- started because of church There, mm-hmm. that's where it all began and I do feel like it's a generational thing in my family but for me like being in church is what birthed my anxiety and ever since then just being in a relationship with God in general just birthed anxiety out wow. of me because it was like, am I doing everything right? And what's his purpose, what's his will and like all of these things. And like just the anxiety of it all. And then when I finally let go, it was like I don't feel held back and I don't feel the anxiety like I've felt. Wow. That's and I got that all through art therapy, which is crazy, but
1: Mm-hmm. I love art therapy. I did that session with Michelle Kamrath, and oh
0: yeah, it
1: changed my life. I still refer to it, still to this day. Wow. It's a really, really awesome thing that I hope becomes more. <clears throat> I didn't know you did that. That's
2: cool. Yeah. I want to do art therapy. I relate to that so much, and I feel like a lot of people probably do. I just hear it more and more, like people are going through that. Deconstruction of what they believe and why they believe it, and it's restructuring
1: everything
0: that some people have known since they were kids, Mm like me. And
1: that's it's really Mm life-altering because people build their life upon that. During the reconstruction phase, you know, it's very important that people have a team because I easily feel like I could have lost my mind. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a very No, yeah. Shocking thing coming out of that, you know, and not realizing. And God just like, even in my whatever I was in, my rebellion, whatever, um, He put like the best people around me still. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I could have, I felt like I was so reckless in that time and just like trying to run away from everything that reminded me of anything. And yeah. So yeah, he just put the best people around me and I'm so grateful for that because I could have been around some real monsters Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that time and just the sweetest people that weren't like in the church, you know, that were Mm -hmm. out in the world, if you know, Mm -hmm. how we used to call it. And, you know, still friends to this day, like. Oh no,
2: they were in the world.
1: (laughs) They, They weren't in the church, you guys. They were in the world. And they they befriended my little heart, and they were like, Come here, you little girl. You don't know nothing. And I'm like, Ah! And they're like, It's all right. (laughs) And, you know, one of them was an atheist. I know, I know. Dude, I I used to to love. Yeah, she used to be so
0: hard for me to like, make friends with people in my workplace when I worked at Kohl's, especially. Because I was so stuck in the like they're not gonna be able to give you what you need. Like only like Christian people can give you what you need. Like only Christians. And so I thought like I can't be friends with them because I'll be so drained. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be so drained because I'll be like having to counsel everybody else or whatever when I realize what? Like yeah. that's so stupid. Like <laughs> we were made to think that we were like so superior, especially so in like superior. our religion. Mm-hmm. That we knew the truth we about even... everything about God, about and so everyone else's interpretation was wrong. Yeah. That when you come down from that you're like, I ain't shit like yeah. a well, <laughs> that. I... That's a, attached in your ego and yes. everything else like that's that you grew that you grew in this mm-hmm. in this thing that's what i and kept saying and you get pulled away and you see like oh my gosh you're not who like we it got that so we bad were. that we
1: we don't even like talk to other christians because they don't know as much as we know okay. we're like oh, the denomination they're still in seeker sensitive churches so <laughs> oh god <laughs> but oh. like um i when i let when i finally like left church just all together and was like I'm done I kept getting this picture like people were like how do you feel you know and I couldn't really put words to it but I kept getting a picture of like me climbing this ladder of smoke and when like my reality popped like the when the bubble popped I fell and I was back at 17 when I joined you know church and started like really getting involved like for real for real and gave my life to it Mm -hmm. I was 17 years old and I felt like I fell all the way back there. I was still, like, no job, no no real job really, and still hadn't had my got my GED. Like everything I was running from at seventeen was waiting for me <laughs> at the end of this, oh this like bubble that popped. And I realized like I hadn't done anything for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And I see now the beauty oh. in it all. I see like. What had to happen, and um, it happened very fast. So I'm, I'm grateful, but I remember being so depressed. Like that was a really bad <laughs> realization, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it literally almost took me out. I was like depression, so depression. And then right after that, you know, tried to move to LA, and that whole thing failed. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do anything right. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, because it's it's not just at the deconstruction of your beliefs in your religion it's the deconstruction of your identity yeah yeah. the things that you identified yourself with for so long are falling apart and you're like who the hell am i yeah do i even know and then you realize i didn't know who i was like because
0: how you know how people say like your identity is in christ and what if like if you don't have that deep intimate relationship with Christ you won't know Christ so then you don't know you and so then when that gets separated you're really in trouble because you're like I put my identity in Christ like and what you thought was Christ Yeah, that's so true though
1: it is a, a deconstruction of everything so yeah I felt like I was way back at the beginning of whatever the beginning was in my head and just helpless and I couldn't like I couldn't explain it I couldn't put it into words but I'm just like that's just the picture I kept getting
2: hmm. yeah and it's like a scary place to be because you're like you want to constantly cling back on to what you believe and so you're like in this battle with yourself like for me it mm-hmm. was like a really long battle like a year and a half long two year long battle with myself of this is what I believe no that's not what I believe you know what I mean like not deep down inside, like a, like when you really get honest with yourself, you're like, okay, can I really believe this? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you finally kind of come to terms with it, you're like, that's when you experience the freedom because you're like, I don't have to believe this way. Like, I don't have to hold on to something so tightly that it becomes who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to know everything. Like, that freedom of just, like, letting go, like...
1: The free of... Because a lot
2: of religion is, like, a need for control. Yeah, and to know an answer to
1: everything. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And I've been... Well, even in that song, that all I really know is you... And then John Mark Pantana has a song called I Don't Know... And he's like, I don't know anything about anything anymore. It's <laughs> the so prettiest <a> song. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, that's where I'm at. And I'm okay. Like, it feels so mm-hmm. good to be in that place. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's and such that's a okay. release. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to
2: know. Like,
1: because that's what I used to practice in my head. Like, I have to know. I have to be ready. When they ask me these questions, I have to know. <sighs> mm-hmm and
2: you oh put so much gosh. pressure on yourself like you have to be the answer for all of
0: mankind <laughs> like you yeah <laughs> that's too like when i finally stopped pushing to like figure out who god was or whatever like i gotta build my foundation when i kind of just like you know actually like i'm good with this right here mm-hmm. and it was just like peace but like it mm. didn't feel like, I have to know, like, I need to push, I need to go deeper. It was like, actually, right yeah. here is, I want to rest, rest here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: When you're in that place, like, of being able to let go of, like, everything you believed, it's like, it makes it easier for things to open up to you, because your mind is way more open,
1: mm.
2: and you're mm. not, like, rejecting Mm -hmm. anything from, oh, this person is not a Christian, I can't Mm -hmm. listen to them, I can't read this book, I can't, you know what I mean? When everybody has a piece of God in them, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or whatever, like, you have a piece of God and you have a purpose on this earth, and God can use you no matter what, like, Yeah. yeah, like, there's there's a purpose for our earth and for everybody on it like do you think God's really gonna leave all like the majority of the population out of it mm-hmm. no. because they don't believe the same way right. as a Christian Right. like you think God is that small that mm-hmm. he can't I mean seriously
1: that's true mm-hmm. and he's gonna be like I knew you not <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> When they get to the heaven, they're gonna they're gonna knock, and Jesus is gonna be like, I knew you not. To who? Knock. They Isn't knock. there a thing where they're gonna be like, let me in, let me in, and Jesus is like, no, by the hair i my chinny chin chin. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I i can not stand it. <laughs>
0: if we were made in the image of god do you think that god ever felt fear like do you think there's ever a time that he looked at the world and like not with a like a worry like anxiety type of fear but you know how there's healthy fear like where did we get that emotion from Mm. because it it does protect us it does help us do you know what i mean like People back in the day would be fearful of things, or like because it helped you your body stay alert and like know when something was dangerous or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah. There's a purpose for fear. Mm-hmm. Obviously.
0: So you think that that like people say, faith is just a, or like fear is just a, like the counterfeit of fear faith. is the opposite faith. of faith. Yeah. Do you think that that Satan or yeah darkness takes every good emotion and then manipulates it into something else? Mm-hmm. You do is all you saying? Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he he taints everything. Like everything that's used for good, I feel like the enemy just <clears throat> infects it basically. <clears throat> And turns it rotten. So maybe there is a healthy fear. Yeah, I was gonna Just say. Just like there's that. healthy anger. Well, because like, what is the, <clears throat> what is the definition? Like, you know, the Hebrew when it was originally read? Because I've heard something that was like, I guess, don't fear is in the Bible 365 times mm-hmm. to match how many days are in a year, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting because they didn't have the, our the calendar, same calendar year back then. <laughs> But hey, it works. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, so somebody was saying that, you know, that's a thing. And I was like, yeah, so we really aren't supposed to fear. But I'm like, maybe it's a certain type of fear that we're not supposed to do.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole purpose of fear, it's a primal instinct. So before, you know, like back in the day when our society was... Obviously, it wasn't like this. Like people had real fear, things to fear, like being eaten by tigers and wolves, <laughs> and like not surviving. Right. Like that was a real reason to fear. Like that's a healthy fear. Like you need that so, you can, so you can survive. So now, like in our society, it's like obviously we don't have to worry about that stuff. So. The things that we fear now are, like, irrational, like, most of the time. And that's where anxiety comes from. Mm. It's an irrational fear mm. of, like, I care. I'm afraid of what people think about me. Or I'm afraid, you know, like, that's, like, one of the biggest ones. Like, the fear of what other people think about you. The fear of really being yourself, being mm-hmm. known. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's, like, an irrational I don't know if that oh, had anything to do with your question,
1: but it, it did. Is that what you think that there's a healthy version of fear and an unhealthy version of fear?
0: Well, or I don't. Mean I think so. Yeah, because in the Bible it talks about fearing God, but people say like that kind of fear doesn't mean to actually fear him, like to be afraid of him, mm-hmm. but it almost means to be in awe, mm-hmm. basically. And so I feel like that has to be a healthy fear. And so then it's just interesting to me of like, if God did create a healthy fear, then did Satan really, was he even able to actually manipulate it? Or does he just kind of, he puts little things into that already emotion that slightly turn it from being healthy to bad you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying what's an example i mean like you could even think about with that whole scripture of like fearing god like that's a healthy fear for us but how many times has it turned to just straight fear of like you went from one side of fear to the other side of fear and let's say it was just a thought of like God will punish me for this, and that was the thing that switched it over. You know what I mean? That pulled me yeah. away from the truth, and since on the other side of truth is the flip, mm-hmm. the upside down.
1: <laughs> but I thought
2: of something when you were talking about like how the Bible says to fear God, mm-hmm. and it's like a health. It should be like a healthy fear. What if? He, what he was talking about was to be aware because if god's in everybody in every living thing mm. and he's saying like like have reverence for me like that could mean like have reverence for life have reverence for see me every yeah like see mm-hmm. me in everything take care of me wow take care of you know like like our earth like global mm-hmm. warming whatever it's like be aware because when you're aware you're present yeah
0: that's why when it says that like when people were trying to get in heaven they were like lord lord didn't you know me like you were saying earlier and jesus was like did you like when you um like feed the hungry like you're feeding me when you clothe the naked Mm -hmm. you're clothing me like it was him being present Mm -hmm. wow yeah Mm-hmm. Wow, and that's why that's important. Wow, neighbor, because
1: essentially, you're taking care of you.
2: You're taking care of God. You're taking care of God through taking care of the people. earth and taking care of people.
0: Yes, and that's how He receives the rewards of His suffering.
2: Be in awe of that of that sacredness of being present and being aware. Instead of being caught up in all this other stuff and your mind and your thoughts and and it does whatever. put you in
1: awe like you don't even have to try to pretend
0: like God, huh?
1: it literally will suspend everything and just like put you in awe if you really think about God and everything that he is and everything he's so fascinating.
2: Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Holy Trash Podcast. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends about us, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Holy Trash Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, you can email them to us at holytrashpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.